Digital. Jaguars Digital. Jaguars Drive Time. Brian Sextexton, John O'Shea, Ashlyn Sullivan. Jaguars Drive Time starts right now. From an undrafted free agent to offensive rookie of the month, congratulations to running back James Robinson. Just announced this morning he is September's offensive rookie of the month. Talk about an incredible story. We were just finding out about this guy two months ago. Brian Sexton, a great honor for a guy just a couple months ago was wondering what his future would hold. You know, he's only the second running back in Jaguars history to ever be named an Offensive Rookie of the Month. Just he and Fred Taylor. So that's obviously very great company that he's in. It surprised me because I thought Maurice Jones-Drew, who had a tremendous rookie season, might have earned it as well. But no. So just Fred and now James. He has been a revelation. I mean, you're talking about a guy whose three touchdowns lead all rookies. Uh... 339 yards from scrimmage are second only to the young running back from LSU that was drafted by the Chiefs, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. I haven't ever heard the pronunciation. Mm -hmm. Um, At 210 rushing yards, the most in a three-game stretch to start the season ever by a Jaguars rookie running back. So, I mean, the numbers are superlative. I, I still, you know, we need to see it over the course of his season. Three games cannot a career define, but... He's off to a great start. And still trying to figure this guy out, John. We're expecting hopefully another big game for him right now. The, the Bengals' run defense is second worst in the league, so you're hoping James Robinson continues to improve because that's at least one guy on this Jaguars team who's gotten better every single week, a little bit better each week. Yeah, I think the good news for the Jaguars with James Robinson is there's no flash-in-the-pan feel, meaning not like these 210 rushing yards have been compiled with a 90-yard run in one game. Uh, I'll play the old uh, crotchety old man football guy here. He's very fundamentally sound. Even if he's not spectacular, he's going to be good. He's efficient. He's smart. He looks like a long-term NFL running back. There's nothing about this guy. Let's pick up to uh, pass receiving out of the backfield. He does everything very well. He stopped in one area one game. He's still going to perform. This guy's a fine. I think he's going to start here for a long time, and uh, good for him. He deserves the award. Yes, he does. A good guy all around. As we get into some big things past this news of Offensive Rookie of the Month, big thing one is a big game ahead. The chance to be 2-2 two and two heading into this game against the Houston Texans next week versus 1-3 and three will be a big difference for this team. They need to win games they are supposed to win, and this is one of them. We spoke to the offensive coordinator, Jay Gruden, yesterday, who said they're not going to make the same mistakes on offense that they did last week against the Dolphins. You know, unfortunately, we've given up some touchdowns on our first drive, and we've been behind early, and then we weren't able to answer against Tennessee uh, or Miami or Indianapolis, so we got down and playing catch-up, and that's not uh, easy with a young quarterback and young offense. You know, we have to stay on track. Cause I have to stay do a better job of staying on track as a play caller and not getting too uh, uh, panicky, so to speak. I got to make sure we stay on track and, and uh, make sure we keep the run mixed in there with the pass last week against Miami. Uh, I probably got a little too pass happy, which uh, is unfortunate. Puts our team in a tough position. Our tackles puts our uh, quarterback in a tough position. Uh, so we got to do a good job of keeping balance. Um, 
and it's our job to get to starting faster. We tried to make that a focal point last week. Unfortunately, it didn't happen. Uh, hopefully, it'll happen this week against Cincinnati, but uh, we have to be prepared for uh, both scenarios. Jay Gruden going back to his former home in Cincinnati, and big thing, too, is personality. What can we say this team does well now a month into the season? Is this a run-first team, or is it morphing into a traditional NFL offense? One thing we do know they do well is throw the ball to DJ Chark. When he is healthy, of course, Jay Gruden admits not having their number one receiver on the field last week definitely hurt them. It was a lot, actually, you know, not to make excuses, but he is, uh, we talk about one-on-one -on -one matchups. He's usually the guy we want to look to in the one-on-one -on -one matchups. He's our best one-on-one -on -one matchup player and not having him available kind of hurt us. And we had a, a lot of formations and plays designed for him. And we didn't really know until Wednesday afternoon, late afternoon, that he wasn't going to be available to us, which really, uh, it's hard to change your game plan totally uh, from Wednesday afternoon to Thursday night, uh, unfortunately. So that had a, a, a good impact but we're not going to use that excuse other guys have to step up um and unfortunately uh we didn't do a good job of that but but dj is definitely a guy that uh anytime he's not in the game you're going to miss him for sure somewhat optimistic dj chark back at practice yesterday wearing a red quarterback practice jersey basically telling everyone do not come near me as i get ready for this cincinnati Bengals game and big thing three is pressure they hope they can get to Bengals quarterback Joe Burrow this week, who's been sacked an NFL high 14 times in three weeks. The head coach says, however, this guy does not play like most rookies. Sometimes you see people play um, in this game and you, 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 by nature, they're rookies, but they don't play like rookies, you know. Um, by nature, they may be free agents, you know, like like um, you know the guy we have, and doesn't play like a free agent, you know, doesn't doesn't play like a rookie. Um, I look at at Joe Burrow as a guy that's not not playing like that, you know. He's not a guy that you know is uh, gets rattled. He's not a guy that uh, may get confused. He's um, definitive on on exactly what he's doing and his footwork, um, you know. Plus, he has the ability to extend plays and run. So, um, I, I would say. What he's done is, is is a credit to him and that staff because um, without an offseason to be able to be as comfortable uh, as he is and, and, and as tough as he is in the pocket is, is, you know, I tip my hat off to him. I mean, he's done a great job. Those are big things. Let's go back up to big thing one and big thing three that are kind of connected, John. The expectation for Joe Burrow going into this season was obviously high. He's meeting those expectations, but we go back to training camp and we're looking at this schedule, and you're saying you're picking this game. You're right. All right. The Cincinnati Bengals game is one the Jaguars should win. Now, regardless of how the team shaked out, that's still the mindset going into Sunday. Well, it needs to be, but, uh, you know, I'll admit, I'm going to talk about this more, more tomorrow. I'm worried about this game. I, I think the Jaguars will play well. But this Bengals team, they're coming on. They're not going to lose 15 games this year. They're going to win at some point. They haven't won yet. Their offense is starting to play well. Burrow's good. Uh, I'm not trying to throw damp water onto the week. I think the Jaguars have obviously a really good chance. But this is not a circle in red. Hey, we're going to walk up there and win game. Uh, the Bengals match up skill players-wise very well against the Jaguars secondary. Pass rush needs to find a way to pressure this kid and make him look like a rookie. Brian, he hasn't looked like a rookie yet. 
No, I watched him last week, and he got sacked eight times. And this week, the story in Cincinnati is they want him to get rid of the ball quicker. But I was really impressed. I mean, he reminded me of Tom Brady, the way that Brady owned the pocket. You know, he, he took some hits, but the only way a quarterback is ever going to establish himself in the pocket is to stand in the pocket. He was poised, and he delivered some beautiful passes. You know, I don't think this Jaguars team is good enough for you to be able to circle anything in red and say, we should win this. This is one the Jaguars could win. And this is one that they need to win because when you look at the schedule, they go to Houston. Deshaun Watson, J.J. Watt, I know they haven't won a game yet, but they've been the best team in the division consistently over the last five or six years. And then you've got the Detroit Lions coming in and Matthew Stafford starting to play well. They beat Arizona, who is hot at home in Phoenix. Then they get the bye, then they go to L.A. And this team has never won in L.A. Of course, they've never played in L.A. The only place on the West Coast they've ever won a game is Oakland. So, you know, this is one of them that they need to win so that they can have some success. They can come back and get ready for Houston with a bit of confidence. Definitely big-time pressure for the Jaguars to... Where? I couldn't hear what you asked, John. They haven't won in Peoria or Albany or Macon, Georgia. Macon, Georgia? I don't think they've ever played in any of those cities. (laughs) Or L.A.? For sure they would have won in Macon, Georgia. (laughs) That's weird. (laughs) You're weird, John. That's John. That's a big thing, too. The personality of this team. We all saw DJ Chark on the practice field yesterday looking good, kind of looking optimistic that he'll play on Sunday, and they definitely need him to because I think more than we expected, the drop-off from Chark being on the field to not being on the field, Brian, was apparent. And going into it, you thought, all right, they have all these receivers, you know, it's going to be okay, Keelan Cole, LaVisca, this is going to work. It did not work as well as they would have liked to last Thursday. Not without Chark, no. And I think they're growing to that position where when Chark is on the field and the tight ends like they were in that game in Nashville, you can see with Jay Gruden, you know, how that's coming into play. And when the pieces are healthy and Jay Gruden, it's a big, look, don't underestimate Jay Gruden. You did not bring Jay Gruden here to pound the football, right? When you cut Leonard Fournette, you didn't plan on running James Robinson into the line of scrimmage 23 times a game. You don't need Jay Gruden to do that. So what they want to see is the offense grow into that passing offense. But right now, the thing that this team does best, I think, is stop the run. They were giving up more than five yards per carry when last season ended. And they were horrible the second half of last season. It was the story of their collapse. Right now, 3.8 yards per carry, right? And they did a tremendous job on opening day against Marlon Mack and Jonathan Taylor. And then they compounded that success with a big day against Derrick Henry. Right now, this team stops the run. And that is exactly what they needed to do coming into the season to get better. I know the story is pressure on the quarterback. They've got to get it. But if you can't stop the run, there's no point in trying to pressure the quarterback because they're never going to throw the ball. Yeah, John, you don't really know right now with this Bengals team, Joe Mixon is definitely not as successful as they would have liked him to be getting that contract extension before the season. Granted, that Cincinnati Bengals offensive line is struggling, but the Jaguars should be able to go in there and handle at least another week stopping this run. Yeah, Mixon's good, though. I mean, the danger is Mm -hmm. uh, this guy struggled against the Jaguars early last year, if you remember. And then in the second half of the season, he had more rushing yards than any back except Derrick Henry. So he's always capable. And what you don't want to do is sort of fall asleep on this guy and say, okay, 
we're stopping the run better. He can't beat us. And then all of a sudden, you can't stop him. You can't stop uh, Burrow. I, you know, I agree with Brian. They're stopping the run very well, but they're not yet a team, I don't think, that can depend. We've got this stop. They've got to work on stopping Joe Mixon. Uh, back to the top of this, you can't underestimate the importance of having DJ Chark back. Right now, they are a team with two very reliable skill players in the passing game. It's Tyler Eifert and it's DJ Chark. Chenault's coming along, but those are the three difference makers. Chenault's not quite ready to be a great receiver yet. Chark has to be in there for them to have any options in the passing game. And we will find out more about DJ Chark's status today at practice and along with lots of press conference. Very busy Thursday here in Jacksonville Jaguars land. When we come back, are we in or are we out on some pressing topics this week as the Jaguars get ready to head to Cincinnati to face the Bengals coming up on Sunday? When we come back on Jags Drive Time. You can step up to luxury now. Hello, I'm Dan Fields. Whatever you're driving, you can step up to luxury now. Plus, get our Fields amenities, which include complimentary loaners, car washes, and our cafes. Make this your year to step up to luxury at Fields Cadillac, Mercedes-Benz, Porsche, Land Rover, Jaguar, and Lexus. When it comes to the ultimate car buying experience, there's only one name that matters, Fields. And Fields matters because you matter. The Fields Auto Group, proud partners of your Jacksonville Jaguars. Dreamfinders Homes has a simple commitment to their home buyers. Deliver unsurpassed quality, uncompromising value, and an extraordinary level of customization you simply won't find with other home builders. With over 40 communities to choose from, you'll find a location you love and the home of your dreams. Dreamfinders has townhomes, single-family homes, and custom estate homes starting from the high 100s and a wide selection of move-in ready homes. Quality, value, customization, that's the Dreamfinders difference. Call 904-738-0165 or online at dreamfindershomes.com. Dreamfinders Homes, the official home builder of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Prices subject to change without notice equal housing opportunity at ViStar we believe in better and that means treating people better with friendly personal service that's kept our members happy since 1952 a smile and personal greeting when you enter the branch an online or phone chat for those quick questions and a call center that's open every day if you believe that great service is better join ViStar we never forget that it's your money all loans subject to approval insured by NCUA fair and fair reminds you to continue to wear a mask help prevent the spread of COVID-19 fair and fair protecting you and your family since 1979 we are back on Jaguars Drive Time Thursday morning brought to you by the Fields Auto Group. Here with some scenarios that we are either going to buy into or eh, we're not quite there. We're out. Three scenarios for you. Brian Sexton and John Osier here with me. And of course, we got to include our guy Keelan Cole in this. Brian Sexton, Keelan Cole's stock is rising and his potential is more than, we, than what we have seen. Are you in or are you out? I'm neutral on this one. I, I know his big play potential. We've seen it sporadically since his rookie season. Uh, we've seen some nice plays from him this year. But last week, when he had a chance to be a featured guy, he didn't get it done. Uh, I think as long as DJ Chark is on the field and a, and a playmaker like LaVisca Chenault, 
that Keelan Cole will have a nice career as a third option, maybe even as he gets better, a two. But I don't see him as ever being a featured guy. John, are you neutral as well, or are you in, or are you out? Well, I'm probably with Brian. I'm in, but my toe's yeah. barely in the water. Uh, the question was, <laughs> he's rising, and his potential is more than what we've seen. Yet, I can buy into that. I think he can be a, a better, more consistent player than he has been in the first three years of his career. I liked him the end of last year. I thought he recovered from a bad patch and started to show good signs. He's continuing that, but it's okay to be a good player in this league and play a long time. I think it's what he's going to be. I don't know if he's going to Pro Bowls, but I think he's going to have a long career and he's, and he's going to be a good player. So sort of in. Sort of, kind of in. Possibly playing for that contract section coming up, hopefully, here in Jacksonville. All right, scenario number two. The Jaguars will be positive in the turnover margin after Sunday's game in Cincinnati. As of right now, they are minus two. So kind of sort of a big task. Brian, are you in or are you out? I'm out on this one. Um, I, I ah. think that's part of Gardner Minshew's game is that he takes chances. Um, there is a strong pass rush in Cincinnati. It has not gotten home a lot this year. Um, my guess is, is that he loses a fumble again this week. It, it seems to run in bunches with him like it did over the second half of last season. I, uh, I say that, um, I, I, no, I'm out. I don't think they have positive. I think they're kind of in a downward trend where it comes to that. Fair enough. Honest question. John Osier, are you out as well? Now, give me, give me the question again. Oh, was the question that they'll be positive for the season or positive for this game? Positive for the season. Will they get out of their minus two oh. turnover differential? Well, then, I mean, that would mean them being plus three this week. I don't think they're going to be plus three. I think they'll be plus for the game, Fish and they punch. better be or they're not going to win it. But, so, it, it, uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, out in terms of them not being positive three for the turnover ratio, that's really huge. But I'm also out on second. Carter's not going to lose a fumble this week. He'll be fine on that front. The worry is, will he go downfield? You know what I so, see? Out, out, Brian. Here's what out. I see. I see him scrambling outside the pocket, which admittedly is where he's at his best. And big Carlos Dunlap with those seven-foot arms reaching out and knocking one free from him. I just, I remember last year they kind of got into this, <laughs> this, this downward spiral with turnovers. And I kind of feel like the last two weeks, that's where they've been. I don't know if they get out of it this week. <laughs> All right. Scenario number three. Let's make it quick, guys. The defense will get more sacks on Sunday than they have throughout the season. They have only had three sacks this season. Brian Sexton, will they get three on Sunday? Are we going lesser? One, two, maybe none against the Bengals. No, Eight I sacks last I week think for this the could Bengals, be a big but... I think this could be a big day ahead, for them. The, the, uh, the Bengals have given up four sacks minimum in each of the first three games. So I say the Jaguars get five. Ooh, there we go. John, what about you? I think they get three, but only three, Schlen. I don't, I don't see where a huge number is going to come from. 
but I think they'll get pressure. I think they'll get right at three. Josh Allen right, is close to home, so to speak, with Kentucky right down the road. I think he's motivated because there'll be people from Lexington cheering for him. I say he gets three himself. Well, if he was Whoa. playing in Kentucky, now I'd say talking. he might. But How about Georgia? Just remember, I said it. What'd he you, gets three himself. What town was it, John? Macon, Georgia. What playing, Macon Georgia. Macon, Georgia. Macon, <laughs> Georgia. That was a good one. I'll give Home it to you. Mercer Bear. Right, when we come back, <laughs> the team reporter for the Cincinnati Bengals, Marissa Contapelli, joins us here coming up on Jaguars Drive Time. You can step up to luxury now. Hello, I'm Dan Fields. Whatever you're driving, you can step up to luxury now. Plus, get our Fields amenities, which include complimentary loaners, car washes, and our cafes. Make this your year to step up to luxury at Fields Cadillac, Mercedes-Benz, Porsche, Land Rover, Jaguar, and Lexus. When it comes to the ultimate car buying experience, there's only one name that matters, Fields. And Fields matters because you matter. The Fields Auto Group, proud partners of your Jacksonville Jaguars. Oi. Bonjour. Xin chào. Dobry deň. Keep finansát kon. Como te podemos ayudar? If you have an accident, the last thing you should have to worry about is a language barrier. That's why at Fair and Farah, we have a team as diverse as our clients. So no matter what language you speak, we'll fight for your voice. Farah and Farah, here for you. Nahna hon lalkil. Ici, pour vous. Aquí, para todos. Here for all. Jacksonville. I'm Chantelle Baker, fiance of DJ Chark. My fiance is always prepared with a game day plan and so am I. I'm always looking for easy ways to save time and Publix helps me tackle everything from pre-game prep to post-game cleanup with prices that are never out of bounds. This week at Publix, you can get $2 off when you purchase two of assorted varieties and sizes of Old Spice products. Available at Publix where shopping is a pleasure. Jaguars have introduced Jags at Home, an interactive second screen experience on Jags game days featuring myself and Eric Dunn. Each Sunday, you'll have the chance to win $10,000 in cash and prizes. Visit jagsathome.com for more information on how you can play. Excited to play against Caleb on this week. You know, he's, he was talking, he's been talking uh, a lot of trash all throughout practice the last couple of years and saying how he was going to sack me. We'll see if he can do it this week. What kind of player is he? What, what does he do well? What's his, what's his biggest trait? He has so many pass rush moves. He's, I mean, he's going to be a really, really good player. Um, he's fast, athletic, lean, strong. Uh, he's the total package. That's Bengals quarterback Joe Burrow talking about his former LSU teammate, current Jaguars defensive end, Kalevon Chason. Big thanks to my good friend Marissa, the team reporter for the Cincinnati Bengals, sharing that sound with us. Definitely interesting to hear that standpoint from Joe. Marissa, thanks so much for waking up with us and joining us here on Jags Drive Time. Of course, Ashlyn, thanks so much for having me on and looking forward to Sunday.
Marissa, I'm not sure if we can hear you. Brian and John, let's go ahead and bring you in and make sure everything is all good with Marissa. What did we think? Marissa, do you got us now? Can you hear me now? Possibly. Yes, no. Dance, Schland, dance. All right, let's. <laughs> yeah, great. Just what you guys want is for me to dance. Brian, what did you think about that sound we just heard from Joe Burrow talking about Caleb on Chase on expecting a sack? And, and I kind of took it as a little joking around about the Bengals' offensive line as well. You know what, what struck me is you think about Joe Burrow and Caleb on Chase on. I, almost every week, Joe Burrow has a chance to go against one of his teammates from last year's LSU team. What did they put, 14 or 15 yeah. guys into the draft? What a tremendous team LSU had last year. And obviously the record 15-0 national champs. Um, but, you know, to have that kind of talent in the NFL, a quarterback going number one overall and a pass rusher in receivers and the running back in Kansas City, whose name I still don't know how to pronounce. Um, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, I think <laughs> is what it is. But someone will correct me on that. There you go. Uh, I mean, just talent all over the place. The first thing that struck me is, what a great LSU team. Probably one of the most talented teams in the history of college football. Big time. All right, let's try this again with Marissa. Marissa, can you hear us? Can we hear you? Is everything okay up there in Cincinnati? <laughs> well, that's a whole other question, but I can hear you, Ashlyn. So hopefully you guys can hear me and we can talk great. a little Bengals dance here. <laughs> yes, absolutely. We can hear you now. Sorry about that. All right, Marissa, we just heard from Joe Burrow. I'm sure it has been incredibly exciting to cover a guy like that so far. Has he lived up to all the expectations you guys had for him as the first overall pick? It really has. He has been so impressive from the moment he that I've seen him walk into the door, um, just the way he, he goes about his business, his demeanor. I mean, the fact that he was voted a captain uh, in his rookie season when there wasn't really a typical offseason just shows how much uh, respect that his teammates already have for him. He's been so impressive on the field. I know the Bengals offensive line has had struggles through the first three weeks of the season, um, but Joe has just drawn a tremendous tremendous job and just uh, what a high ceiling um, this guy has already. Sorry about the Marissa technical issues this morning. I deeply apologize. All right, how about that offensive line? I know they definitely have struggled at times, but what do you think about this offensive line going into this matchup against the Jaguars? I mean, Joe Burrow still being incredibly successful, even with the state of the offensive line right now. Yeah, he has been. Um, and I mean, that just goes to show what type of playmaker he is and the fact that he is able to scramble when he needs to. But this Bengals offensive line has to figure it out. It has not been a pretty three weeks uh, to start the season. The fact that they allowed eight sacks uh, to the Philadelphia Eagles just says so much about the inconsistent play that is happening. You have Jonah Williams, who was the team's first round pick a year ago, sliding into left tackle. So you essentially have two rookies out there since he missed his, his entire rookie season due to a shoulder injury. So he's brand new out on the left side. 
Um, left guard Michael Jordan was a fourth round pick a year ago. So that's another young player that they're trying to get developed and really get to to be to the caliber that they think he can play to. And then the right side, uh, right guard has just kind of been a revolving door this year with Xavier Suofilo starting the season, then getting placed on IR with an injury. They've had Fred Johnson and Billy Price kind of rotating in, and neither one has really been able to kind of solidify and cement that position. And even head coach Zach Taylor said yesterday he doesn't want to make a decision yet to which of those two guys, um, if it will be one of those two guys, will go out there and start on Sunday. And so... This offensive line has to get it together because the Bengals' run game has also struggled as well. They signed Joe Mixon to a four-year extension, and he has yet to really been able to get the production that we're so used to seeing in Cincinnati. He's been hit so often in the backfield, and and if the run game isn't going, that means Joe Burrow is going to have to throw it a lot, which he's already done this season um, on pace for just an absurd amount of, compl- of uh, passive attempts. So hopefully the Bengals offense can get to be a little bit more balanced. But uh, heading into Sunday, the way things have been trending, I think I would give the edge to the Jags uh, defensive line there, Ashlyn. Is A.J. Green on his ahead, way out in Cincinnati are we seeing the end of him I mean I know he's an older player obviously he had the injuries last year which may have slowed him are we just seeing a transition to younger receivers T Higgins and Tyler Boyd yeah I wouldn't necessarily say he's on his way out the Bengals have been very open about um wanting to sign AJ to a long-term extension they want him to remain in Cincinnati for however much longer his career ends up playing out I think what we're seeing is just a little bit of rust coming off from AJ. It had been about a year and a half before he had really, since he had really played in a game for the Bengals. And so you have that factored in with he has dealt with a few injuries and you're bringing in a rookie quarterback who he didn't have a true offseason with to really kind of get that chemistry and get that connection going. So I'm not worried about AJ um, and Joe Burrow yet. Give it a couple more games to really kind of maybe reevaluate where that relationship stands. But I mean, what you just mentioned, the younger receivers, Tyler Boyd has really started to come into his own back-to-back 1,000-yard receiving seasons. And then T. Higgins, who they just spent a second-round draft pick on, um, has looked pretty good so far. He's coming off of his best game. And so I think what you're seeing is just a, a lot of talent in that Bengals receiving room. And so I guess that is a luxury for Burrow to be able to kind of have other options outside of A.J. Green and to be, Green and to be able to spread the ball around a little bit more, um, but I don't think there's any indication uh, that Green is, uh, his days as a Bengal are going to be coming here to an end. Marissa, this team's 0-2-1, but it doesn't feel like 0-2-1. How close are they? Well, as we saw in, uh, against Philadelphia last week, they had plenty of opportunities uh, there down a stretch in the fourth quarter and overtime to go and win that game, and so this is a younger team. I mean, there's a, a large amount of rookies and second-year players who are out there. So this team is very close. I think they just need to kind of get that monkey off the back and get that first win under their belt um, and, and to take a little bit of pressure off of off of Burrow and, and this, this young offense. And so uh, Zach Taylor, too, just in his second year as a head coach, um, we've kind of see, we've seen him take steps to grow when it comes to play calling and his game management. So um, I, I, I do think this team is close, uh, whether it'll happen this Sunday against Jacksonville or um, in the weeks after is yet to be seen. We know the feeling here in Jacksonville. Two very young rosters matching up on Sunday.
in Cincinnati. Marissa Contepelli, thanks so much for joining us this morning. Bengals team reporter, go ahead, give her a follow on Twitter. Thanks for waking up early with us. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Of course, when we come back on Jaguars Drive Time, some closing thoughts right here. Stay with us. You can step up to luxury now. Hello, I'm Dan Fields. Whatever you're driving, you can step up to luxury now. Plus, get our Fields amenities, which include complimentary loaners, car washes, and our cafes. Make this your year to step up to luxury at Fields Cadillac, Mercedes-Benz, Porsche, Land Rover, Jaguar, and Lexus. When it comes to the ultimate car buying experience, there's only one name that matters, Fields. And Fields matters because you matter. The Fields Auto Group, proud partners of your Jacksonville Jaguars. Dreamfinders Homes has a simple commitment to their home buyers. Deliver unsurpassed quality, uncompromising value, and an extraordinary level of customization you simply won't find with other home builders. With over 40 communities to choose from, you'll find a location you love and the home of your dreams. Dreamfinders has townhomes, single-family homes, and custom estate homes starting from the high 100s and a wide selection of move-in ready homes. Quality, value, customization, that's the Dreamfinders difference. Call 904-738-0165 or online at dreamfindershomes.com. Dreamfinders Homes, the official home builder of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Prices subject to change without notice equal housing opportunity this is Chantel baker fiance of dj chark enter for your chance to win a once-in-a-lifetime experience with the jaguars imagine being selected as a jaguar for the day with prizes including the opportunity to test your skills with the jaguars team trainer personalized jaguars jersey club level tickets to a jaguars home game and more look for details at Publix where you can pick up all your game day needs including tide bounty and crest tackle everything in one stop available at Publix where shopping is a pleasure Back on Jack's Drive Time Thursday morning, brought to you by the Fields Auto Group, giving you a little preview of the day here. A very busy day in Jacksonville as the Jaguars get ready to head to Cincinnati to play the Bengals on Sunday. Big thanks to Marissa Contapelli, Bengals team reporter, for joining us here today. Stay tuned, Jaguars.com Live. We have Todd Wash, Josh Allen, an offensive rookie of the month, James Robinson on the podium this afternoon, so stay tuned for that. We'll be back tomorrow morning. Coffee with the coach right here, 9 a.m. We'll see you then.